before it gets worse. And believe it or not, it would be easy to do. It would be very easy to do. Now, I haven't given you any context to that latest clip of President Trump, but when you hear the whole clip, you'll know why myself and millions of others, not just in the United States, but throughout the world, miss President Trump. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on that notifications bell so you don't miss a thing. I am not for CRT in schools, or so I thought, until Robert Mack, in 20 seconds, made me reconsider that perhaps teaching CRT in schools may actually be a good idea. I think they should teach comedy in schools, all right? It's so easy, the teachers would love it. You pop in a video, and if everyone's laughing except you, you need comedy recognition training. <laughs> Who in the right minds would not want the schools to teach CRT? <laughs> comedy recognition training in schools, CRT. I could get behind that, except for the fact that... Uh, it might work in theory, but anything that has to do with socialism and Marxism wouldn't work in practice. Why, why am I saying that? Well, we know that the school system is dominated, unfortunately, by Marxist socialist elements. And damn it, socialists and Marxists have no sense of humor. Look how they're trying to kill comedy and everything else that's fun. Start off a little bit of levity there, folks. Welcome to Open Source News, Bring you, bringing you real news every day, twice a day. I'm your host. My name is James, Black Conservative Patriot. Now, let me show you another Black Conservative Patriot, someone that has been elected by his constituents to represent them and who has a sound mind and sound reasoning which is what you need when you have to deal with people like Adam Schiff. This is a post yesterday from Adam Schiff about how Republicans are demonizing migrant families and asylum seekers. Let me play you what he said and then let me, uh, let me show you how a black man called ridiculousness on this notion. Many Republicans in Congress seem intent on demonizing migrant families and asylum seekers, portraying them as fentanyl traffickers and violent criminals. In the real world, asylum seekers are vulnerable individuals and families fleeing political persecution and torture. And these terrible stereotypes that my Republican colleagues are peddling have real-world consequences and bring real-world harm as they increase the level of hate and violence directed at immigrants here at home. Hmm. Does that mean possibly in the near future, we're going to have a new hashtag, stop immigrant hate, stop uh, immigrant bigotry, with all of a sudden a whole bunch of news stories about Americans retaliating or treating rudely or being bigoted toward illegal immigrants? I don't know. But you notice how the stop Asian hate hashtag all of a sudden died when that narrative ran its course. But I digress. More than that, let me just take this opportunity 
to recognize the many immigrants who risked their lives during the pandemic to take care of us when we were sick in the hospital with who brought food to our grocery stores and delivered goods to our doors, who worked in our fields so we would not go hungry, and who died disproportionately because they could not work from home. I want to say thank you for your courage. Our country is better off for having you here. Ah, the bleeding heart tactic. Well, let's ask New York City how this bleeding heart tactic is working out for them. Right now, the NYPD on the scene moving groups of asylum seekers from the Watson Hotel and Hell's Kitchen to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. Some of the asylum seekers were refusing to leave and had camped out along the streets. And these terrible stereotypes that my Republican colleagues are peddling have real-world consequences and bring real-world harm. See, what happens is, like Adam Schiff and all Democrats do, when their policies are failures, and it's obvious that they are failures, they fall back on the, oh, it's racism, it's bigotry, or whatever name-calling and shaming, so that they don't have to actually talk about the bad policies and the consequences of those bad policies. And so yesterday, Adam Schiff there on Capitol Hill try to paint this as a race issue. But Wesley Hunt, congressman from the 38th District of Texas, wasn't buying it, wasn't falling for it, and exposed the truth of what's really going on here. And obviously, as you can see here, Wesley Hunt is a black conservative patriot. And these terrible stereotypes that my Republican colleagues are peddling. But this is actually not about race. This is actually an issue of public safety. And if I call this, if I call this an invasion, sir, I'm not racist. I can assure you I'm not racist. What I can assure you is that I want to make sure that fentanyl doesn't indiscriminately kill any race, religion, color, or creed. Because fentanyl doesn't care where you're from. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Fentanyl kills indiscriminately. This is where facts are a stumbling block to the Democrats. The power of the Mexican drug cartels to bring over Chinese fentanyl is an invasion on our southern border. That's wiping out blacks, whites, Latinos, Native Americans, and it's hurting the United States as a whole. That is not a race issue. And if they really cared about black people, the Democrats, like they say uh, they do, they would care about the fentanyl in the communities of color. I mean, isn't there saint? Didn't they forget that their saint, George Floyd, was a fentanyl addict? And the reason why we have to be careful with what we call and what we deem racist moving forward in the future is because we stop, we stop losing, we start to lose focus on what the actual problem is. Yeah, the problem is crime, fentanyl, human trafficking, death, misery, uh, children being abused, abandoned. And then, of course, the problem of how do you sustain and support all these people and their resources. Ask New York City. Ask Mayor Adams, who opens up the city to, uh, to be a sanctuary city and then regrets it when the reality hits. This administration, the Democrat Party, unfortunately, uses race as a scapegoat for everything. And as somebody that wants to make sure that we do attack racist issues when they do occur, we can't be the boy who cried wolf 
and blame racism all the time. Yep, racism. That's the go-to for the Democrat Party. They are the boy who cried wolf. Five black cops kill a black man in Memphis, Tennessee. That's racism. Kentucky Brown Jackson, the newest justice, associate justice on the Supreme Court, is not qualified to be there. I mean, before she got to the highest court in the land, as a judge, many of her rulings were overturned by higher courts. Point that out. You're a racist. Maxine Waters is a crook and a thief and doesn't even live in her district. Point that out. You're a racist. Obama, failed policies. Back in the day, point that out. You're a racist. How many more examples do we need that the word racism really means nothing when Democrats use it? I am here to hold this administration accountable to understand that there are issues of race that need to be addressed. And sir, this ain't one of them. I implore you all to be careful with using race because your son's no longer here. And I'm sorry. There's 100,000 sons and daughters that are no longer here because of fentanyl last year. Oh, and I forgot in my previous commentary before this last clip I showed you that building a wall was also racist. A wall that would have stopped with proper enforcement of our immigration laws, stopped a lot of the fentanyl coming in that is killing Americans of all shades and colors. Do you miss President Trump yet? Do you miss President Trump yet? Let's talk President Trump. Let me play you his latest video or one of his latest videos. He's dropping quite a few now that he's in campaign mode. And this one hits home for a lot of people in the United States and outside of the United States. This is one of the reasons why many folks were who jumped, became Bernie bros, eventually came to Trump. This is, what, this is one of the reasons why I absolutely love Trump. Not just because I'm a retired economist and banker and I love the things he did for the economy and for lowering regulations as a business owner and lowering taxes as an American. But because if you weren't aware, the beginning of this program, the first name of this show, of this channel, was Black Conservative Hippie. Because I hate the endless wars, just making money for the military-industrial complex, keeping the uh, military busy on unnecessary things. I don't believe in nation-building, and I like peace. And under President Trump, we had no new conflicts. We had the Abraham Accords. But under Joe Biden, immediately we got Ukraine, Russia, and we've got an emboldened China and Iran. And this is what President Trump uh, just released, calling for peace because this latest move of Joe Biden of sending these Abram M1 tanks into, the, uh, into Ukraine is getting us ever closer to a very dangerous situation. The situation in Ukraine is very dangerous, explosive, and escalating by the day. Joe Biden's weakness and incompetence has brought us to the brink of nuclear war, and now Biden is doing what he said 10 months ago would lead to World War III. He is sending in American tanks, 
It's far past the time for all parties involved to pursue a peaceful end to the war in Ukraine before this already horrific catastrophe spirals out of control and ends up leading, indeed, to World War III. And this would be a war like no other war, because this would be a nuclear war. As I have said many times before, Russia's invasion of Ukraine would have never happened if I was in the White House. Not even thinkable, not even a possibility. We must end this ridiculous war and demand peace in Ukraine now before it gets worse. And believe it or not, it would be easy to do. It would be very easy to do. It would be very easy to do for President Trump to fix the situation if he were there, a situation that would not have happened had he been in the Oval Office, a situation that's by design. They want war. They want war, folks. It's, it's, it's obvious. You don't judge people by what they say. You judge people by what they do. And the actions over and over again by this regime and every regime before President Trump in the modern era has been about war, Republican or Democrat. They are the same. The neolibs and the neocons are the same when it comes to world conflict. And it's all by design. Now, I don't know, this is not my area of expertise, what President Trump would do that would easily have this go away. But definitely it would be, one of the things would be not sending those tanks or recalling those tanks back to simmer the situation down in Ukraine. Folks, another thing that's by design that we've been talking about, and by the way, once again, folks, Let's pray that we can get President Trump back in and other patriots that will support him. He can't do it alone. He's not the savior of mankind. He's not the end-all, be-all. But he's the greatest president, and he's a peace-loving president and a prosperity-loving president. And anyone who's behind peace and prosperity, not just talk-talk, but doing the work, walking the walk, has my vote, has my support. President Trump has proven to us that he is a peace and prosperity president. We need to get him back in the Oval Office. And just so you don't get it twisted, this is a Trump train channel. That is why we are being decimated by this platform and our views are getting halved every 30 to 45 days. Uh, I'm a retired economist. I work numbers. I've done it. (laughs) We're going from... uh, a time when we're like 80 to 100,000 views on a video. Not all of them. We understand. It goes like this, right? It goes like this. Now, if I look at my views, it's like this. They cap them. They cap them. And we went from 80 to about 40. Now we're in the average 20,000 plus views per video. It's systemic, folks. And that is why we are building our own community that's supportive of free speech away from this platform please go over to uh, and join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. You will see videos and updates and posts that I can't put on here because of the community guidelines on this platform. Just things that we want to explore and report on that aren't allowed here. Please go over there, folks. We're building over there. We're not building on Rumble. We're building our other show and our video presence at therealbcp.com. You can also catch the same material over at bcpextras.com. And all and every single episode of this show 
is on Spotify and and podcast format on all the major podcasting formats. Uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Audible, etc. We appreciate uh, your support. And don't forget that we have a sister channel here on YouTube called The BCP Report in which my eldest daughter in her early 20s, married and finishing her last semester of college, works a job, is finishing her last semester of college, is working on being a great uh, wife to her uh, husband, and does daily reports for you uh, over at the BCP Report. Make sure you check that out as well. There was an episode dropped earlier today, and there will be another episode in the next 12 to 18 hours. Another thing they're doing by design, folks, besides trying to stoke war, is to starve us. Let's just head north to see what is happening to food supply over the woke environmental agenda, which is just a cover for them to have more power over us. And what is a great way to have power over the people than have them in uh, under threat of war and violence and also to starve them. Hey guys, we're here at Givenbo's Farm in uh, Southern Ontario. All right, who you're seeing here is Canadian dairy farmer Jerry Human expressing his outrage because the Canadian government and the dairy farmers of Ontario are wasting hundreds of liters of fresh milk despite inflation because the Canadian government makes farmers dump thousands of liters of fresh milk when they have gone over quota. We milk about 260 cows. Uh, right now, during the winter months, you milk quite a bit more milk because the feed is very consistent. And if you do a good job, you will produce quite a bit of milk. So, but right now we're over our quota. Um, it's regulated by the government and by the DFO. But the problem is, is what they don't understand, is millions of people look at this milk running away, it's the end of the month, so tomorrow I have to dump, I dump 30,000 liters of milk, and it breaks my heart. It is heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. And folks, this is why we oppose socialism and Marxism and government control. What makes people think that the government is altruistic? Why are people on the left so idiotic and immature and naive? Maybe Michael Savage is correct, Dr. Savage, that... Liberalism is a mental disorder. The people who get into power are power-hungry, egotistical despots that have an agenda that is not good for the citizens of their country. Trudeau in Canada and in, in Canada is a perfect example of that, as is Joe Biden here in the United States. And they say a picture is worth a thousand words. If that's the case, let me show you this visual from the next part of this posting that will paint how horrible it is, the dumping of this milk. I will show you, by the way, this here Canadian milk, it's $7 a liter. When I go for my haircut, people say, wow, $7, Jerry, for a little bit of milk. I say, well, you have to go higher up. Because we have no say anymore as a dairy farmer on our own farm. Because they, uh, they 
They make us dump it. Folks, isn't that just heartbreaking? How many leaders did we see being dumped at seven Canadian dollars a pop right in front of our eyes? And I'm not even showing you the full clip. That's why anyone in their right mind would never take Marxist, socialist, Democrats, or whatever their names may be in any of the nations of the world, whatever party name represents the Marxist socialist agenda. Why would anyone take them serious when they're talking about ending world hunger when it's their policies of war and control that lead in huge parts to the said starvation that they're trying to avoid? All right, folks, let's move on to other important news. To the White House now, where President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy discussed the upcoming showdown over the federal debt limit. This was at a meeting yesterday, a few hours after FBI agents searched Mr. Biden's vacation home in southern Delaware for any documents marked classified. This was the third location they've searched, and this time, according to the president's lawyers, they did not find any documents marked classified. The scandals continue. The scandals continue. I was going to show you clips of his spokesperson and show you a clip of Joe Biden refusing to answer any questions. Literally, when he was done doing some business yesterday uh, in the White House, they, when he was done with this, uh, he had transportation secretary next to him, Mayor Pete, and they were discussing some infrastructure thing. And then as soon as the, it was over, the camera feeds, people started asking questions, the press started asking questions. They ushered everyone out of the room, but the feed literally went dead. Like, there was no answering of questions, and Biden was just looking forward with a dead stare. But we do have a little bit of development when it comes to the many crimes of Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. So we're supposed to believe that Hunter Biden in a drunken stupor dropped off his laptop. And so, you know, when you, you try to figure out the specifics of, you know, whether that meeting email, for example, is real in the midst of this, um, do you think stuff like that could just have been planted in there and be completely fake? I mean, for all we know, these emails are made up or maybe some are real and others are fakes. We don't know. We actually have admission that the laptop from hell, the Russian disinformation that AG Bill Barr and the establishment Republicans and Democrats all try to hide from us, we finally have an admission that is the real deal. And another development overnight, um, well, I woke up to it, is that Hunter Biden's lawyers have now, have, they have a different tactic that they're going to take. One right. is that they are saying, yes, the laptop was Hunter Biden's, but they are now accusing uh, various people uh, of weaponizing that document. That's you don't know, yes or no, if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. Uh, yes, but the New York Post says, so much for the laptop could be mine. First son Hunter uh, Biden's lawyers admitted late Wednesday that the infamous laptop that the now 52-year-old abandoned at a Delaware computer repair shop in the throes of his crack cocaine addiction does indeed belong to him. The revelation came in a petulant letter from Hunter's lawyers seeking a criminal probe into what they called attempts to weaponize its contents. Folks, you can't make this shiznit up. Okay, so the New York Post had the story, right? So here's the New York Post cover this morning. It's mine. Okay, so 
There's you know, there's a lots of different threads you could pull on this story, but on, from the legal perspective, Andy, what do you think about that tactic now? Yes, the tactic to legally go after the people who exposed the information on a laptop that he left and didn't pick up. Remember, part of the story is he didn't just leave it there. They contacted him to pick it up and he never did. It's the same tactic, folks. Fox News is not going to break it down like I'm going to break it down for you because I've been breaking it down for you. They go after the messenger. They go after anything else but the actual crime that was committed. They always weaponize and go after the people, not what the people have exposed. Don't believe me? Ask Roger Stone. Ask all the J6, January 6th protesters who are in D.C. gulags. Now ask all the people that exposed the true things that are on the laptop. Oh, we're not going to talk about the contents of the laptop. We're not going to talk about national security. We're going to talk about the people who weaponized the information of our crimes. We're going to demonize the people who protested because they felt an injustice should be looked into a couple years ago. It's the same old, same old. But of course, this is a smokescreen and a distraction from what was really going on. Surprised that um, Fox News actually tackled this. But Andy's been pretty good over the years. I featured a lot of his commentary and he's dead on here. All of this has to do also with the document search, classified documents have to do with Biden and the Biden family being a mafia crime family selling out America. Folks, this is treason of the highest order. The important thing here is not his criminal liability. The important thing here has always been national security. And the question is, why is it that rogue, anti-American and corrupt regimes, when Barack Obama as president put Joe Biden uh, in a point man role for American foreign policy as to those regimes, that people around those regimes suddenly thought that it was expedient and in their interest to pay millions of dollars to Hunter Biden and to the Biden family. And for those not aware, Andy McCarthy there was a an assistant U.S. Uh, district attorney for the Southern District of New York, uh, was an attorney uh, for Giuliani. So he knows what he's talking about unlike Adam Kinzinger uh, and Geraldo Rivera, who say that this is a phony scandal and that it's really dangerous for the GOP to go after Hunter Biden with that laptop information. And Congressman, he has now acknowledged that is his, in fact, his laptop, which he hadn't really done before. The, your former Republican colleagues in the House obviously expressed a lot of interest in holding hearings into Hunter Biden's life and career, the information, whether it was legal or not to obtain it, it is, it is out there from now from this laptop. Do you expect these legal moves in any way give them pause or change the situation of the actual investigations? Now, the GOP is probably going to pursue this, but what's going to happen, folks, this is a possible strategy. Time will tell. Time will tell if James, that's me if you're new around here, or BCP, was correct about this one. Hunter Biden admits the laptop is his, and then there's now an official DOJ investigation, and now they can cover it up because, oh, it's an ongoing investigation. We can't comment on it. 
and then they stifle and they stop and they sabotage and they stonewall the GOP investigation into the laptop. I think that's why we're seeing this right now. It's part of the whole big cover-up of the Biden scandal, pay-for-play, showing classified information to enemies and opponents of the United States and trying to just get the Bidens to go away via resignation but bring no criminal charges against them. Okay, folks, let me go back to Adam Kinzinger who says that this is just silly and it's a waste of time, uh, essentially, for the GOP to be investigating this. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, look, I've never understood why this has been, and it's not even all Republicans that are really pushing this Hunter Biden laptop thing. It's basically the Freedom Caucus and a few others. This is, you know, political gold within the right wing. This is what you need to lead on if you want to win a primary. But many in the GOP have long ago given up trying to, you know, attract the middle or trying to even win over some Democrats. I don't think it's going to change their their fervency in doing this. It's not going to change the fact that that will be pretty much the sole focus of the oversight in the new weaponization committee. And uh, quite honestly, I don't think it's going to move the needle one way or another. I, I never understood it. And I think it's a really dangerous path for the GOP to go down. That's former Congressman Adam Kinzinger on CNN. Over on Fox News, Geraldo Rivera is saying... This is a phony scandal? Yeah, it's phony, and we shouldn't be worried about it. This is the incredible shrinking scandal. As I've said, there's absolutely no there there. This is totally political retribution. Uh, this is all, you know, a reaction. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a document scandal when there is zero evidence that national security has been compromised. Geraldo says it's a phony scandal. And that zero evidence of national security was compromised. Why do they even have... You know what? I guess the left's view is nonsensical. So I always go, why do they have Geraldo Rivera on the five? Why do they have him on Fox News? Okay, fine. They want to be fair and balanced. I guess at this point, it doesn't matter who you have up there representing the leftist, Marxist, socialist, deep state, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards, and their lies. It's going to sound silly and ridiculous, whoever the messenger is. But then Geraldo Rivera gets stupider, saying that this doesn't matter to American people. That's how elitists work. They don't really know the real concerns. Of course this matters to real American people, because this is the son of the sitting president who's selling out America to our enemies for cheddar, ching-ching, change, money. And that is a big deal to Americans. Why don't we, in a bipartisan manner, why don't we go after something the American people care about? They don't care. This is a this is the librarian scolding the people who kept the books overdue. It has nothing to do with anything in American life. Not one family watching this today is affected one iota by this phony scandal. We're not affected one iota by this phony scandal. Uh, hello. Biden is bending over for China, which they made money from. He is bending over for Zelensky and indebting us and getting us into a possible nuclear war because of his involvement and his son making money out of Ukraine. And our gas prices are up and our inflation is up and we're at the threat as we discussed already earlier in this episode at the doorsteps of nuclear war. But we're not affected one iota, right? 
Now, we do have a breaking story as I started recording this episode, and Geraldo Rivera actually uh, alluded to it uh, when he said this. This is the incredible shrinking scandal, as I've said. There's absolutely no there there. Uh, we've been talking about this around and around and around, and now Vice President Pence, of course, famously, is uh, is involved in the in the so-called scandal. So now we've got this uh, breaking news that I'm bringing you uh, right now. Uh, a CNN crew was, as of Thursday morning, present on the street outside former Vice President Mike Pence Advocacy Group headquarters in downtown Washington, D.C. The group is called Advancing American Freedom and has headquarters in downtown D.C. Photos of the CNN staffers who had a camera on a tripod there provided to Breitbart News suggest the crew was possibly awaiting action from the Department of Justice or FBI in the ongoing classified document scandals plaguing Pence, former President Donald Trump, and the current President Joe Biden. CNN and the DOJ have not replied to requests for comment. Pence officials have previously made clear that the staff-led searches have been conducted both at Pence's home in Indiana and his organization's headquarters and that there are no other possible locations to search. The presence of the CNN camera crew raises questions about whether or not the DOJ or FBI are leaking to establishment media any key facts or intelligence about the various investigations. At this stage, there's no reason to believe that any intelligence CNN may have gotten is correct or incorrect either. And Pence's office has not been raided or searched yet by federal agents. But it is, and it is unclear if it ever will be. So I'm bringing you this right now. Now, of course, we know that CNN was there for the Roger Stone raid. They were there before. Um, but the Wall Street Journal is also reporting today that the FBI will search Mike Pence's Indiana home for classified documents. They are in talk with Mike Pence's lawyers to conduct the search. According to CNN, Mike Pence had one of his lawyers search his his residence for classified materials out of an abundance of caution. But this is the uh, the, the uh, breaking news today. FBI to search Mike Pence's home for additional classified materials. Folks, they've got to embroil Trump and by extension the Mike Pence in this so that this could go away for Biden. Just force him to resign but not have any criminal backlash for it. So, uh, both disclosures came as the Justice Department has been investigating former President Donald Trump over the handling of classified materials after he left the White House. So, there you go, folks. That, that's the latest. Uh, this is a developing story as of right now. If there's any more developments later today, I will bring it to you. Until the next episode, ciao, goodbye, God bless, and please don't forget to check out our other show. You can check out episode 187 uh, for free. Just go over to uh, therealbcp.com go over to uh, therealbcp.com join our community for free they're on locals it's a social media platform so you'll have to set up an account set up an account takes you like 30 seconds and then check out uh, episode 187 if you like the work that we're doing over there please support us until the next one ciao goodbye god bless I will be back later today with more breaking news thanks for joining us on today's episode of open source news don't forget to like share subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss a thing